I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. This is a history of diabetes mellitus and diabetic nephropathy. It is always difficult and changing to determine when the first of anything was seen or documented. But diabetes is one of the first diseases described and one of the earliest findings of what is probably diabetes mellitus was in 1500 BCE in Egypt in the Ebers Papyrus. It was described as too great emptying of the urine, that is, urinated excessively and lost weight. Indian physicians about the same time period identified the disease and classified it as madhumina or honey urine, noting that the urine would attract ants. One of the first terms used, diabetes, or to pass through, was used in 230 BCE by the Greek Apollonius of Memphis. The disease was rare during this time of the Roman Empire, with Galen commenting that he had only seen two cases during his lifetime. The first described cases are believed to be type 1 diabetes. In the 2nd century AD, the Greek Eretaeus of Cappadocia, 80 to 130 CE, described diabetes as, quote, flow through a siphon, end of quote. Diabetes was seen in the following way, quote, Diabetes is a strange disease that consists in the flesh and bones running together into the urine, end of quote. The urine of those affected had a sweet taste. Type 1 and type 2 diabetes were identified as separate conditions for the first time by Shustra and Shakara, two Indian physicians, in 400 to 500 AD with type 1 associated with youth and type 2 being overweight. The term mellitus, or from honey, was added by the Briton John Roll in the late 1700s in order to distinguish it from diabetes insipidus, which was also known to be associated with polyuria. In 1776, Matthew Dobson actually measured the concentration of glucose in the urine and found it increased in diabetic patients. Even before Bright, others had established that coagulable urine contained albumin and was a sign of kidney disease. Wilhelm Greisinger, 1817-1868, was possibly the first person to suggest in 1859 that diabetes might be causing Bright's disease, with the latter as a complication. William Osler in 1912 defined diabetes mellitus as Quote, a syndrome due to disturbances in the carbohydrate metabolism from various causes in which sugar appears in the urine, either as a slight and transient condition, glycosuria, or as a more severe form associated with thirst, polyuria, wasting, and imperfect oxidation of the fats, end of quote. In 1889, it was Oscar Minkowski and Joseph von Mehring that suggested that the pancreas was essential to life by removing a dog pancreas, which then showed increased glucose in the urine and blood. This was the first clue that the pancreas plays a key role in regulating glucose concentration. 
Following that, it was shown in 1909 that oral insulin had no effect in reversing these metabolic changes. But in 1910, Edward Albert Sharpie Schaefer hypothesized that diabetes was due to the deficiency of a single chemical produced in the pancreas. He called this insulin from the Latin word insula, meaning islet, referring to the pancreatic islets of Langerhans. It was in Toronto in 1921 that Frederick Banting and Charles Best injected pancreatic extract into the dog, reversing these metabolic symptoms of diabetes mellitus. With James Collip and John McLeod, they then purified the hormone insulin from bovine pancreases and were the first to use it to treat a patient with diabetes. Indeed, in 1921 to 1922, the first trial of injected insulin was performed on a young girl who was destined to die of her disease. She lived for a long time thereafter. The production of insulin and its therapeutic uses quickly spread throughout the world. According to polonoscopy, this may have been the most dramatic example of the rapid translation of a discovery in basic sciences into a bedtime benefit for patients. This was followed by the development of the long-acting insulin, NPH, in the 1940s and recombinant human insulin in 1981, the first of the genetically modified drugs for the general public. Glomerulosclerosis and arteriolosclerosis were described in some patients, but most textbooks during the early 1900s ignored these observations, and it was only when diabetics lived longer and using insulin in the 1920s that a diabetic nephropathy became more widely noted. After a few isolated descriptions, which were largely ignored, the first seminal publication on diabetic nephropathy was by Paul Kimmelstill and Clifford Wilson in 1936 when they described what they call intercapillary glomerulosclerosis in eight adult patients ages 48 to 68. Although they knew that this was associated with characteristic clinical features of a known previous diabetes and hypertension was frequently found and the patients often had edema or the nephrotic type with gross hematuria, they barely noted the association with diabetes, according to J. Stuart Cameron. And it was Arthur Allen that in 1941 and beyond really called major attention to this lesion and its association with diabetes in 105 patients with diabetes, all over the age of 40. Despite the earliest descriptions noting this disease in adults, diabetic nephropathy became thought of as a disease involving younger people because of a group of survivors of juvenile diabetes with 15 or more years of diabetes, more than half of which developed diabetic nephropathy. In the 1950s, electron microscopy was applied to the study of various renal diseases, including diabetes and diabetic nephropathy. In attempt, to determine the early lesions and the morphologic changes of more severe diabetic nephropathy. In 1959, it was doctors Gelman, Pirani, Sudhill, Murky, and Clark that first reported on human renal biopsies from patients with diabetes mellitus and gave an overview of outstanding clinical correlations of the renal biopsy findings in these patients. 
This paper gave an elaborate systematic evaluation in the study of the four components of the kidney, the glomeruli, the tubules, the interstitium, and the vessels. This paper remains a classic and set off a scurry of papers on diabetic renal disease and renal biopsies. And as the population aged and became more prosperous, the proportion of juvenile diabetes decreased and at the same time, much larger numbers of older diabetics survived their vascular disease and required treatment for diabetic nephropathy and renal failure. Worldwide, diabetes and diabetic nephropathy now accounts for half or more of patients with end-stage renal disease and has become an epidemic which by 2020 will reach over 400 million people throughout the world. Frederick Sanger was awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for developing methods to sequence amino acids of proteins, and he utilized insulin as an example of this new approach. At least 10 individuals have received the Nobel Prize for their work on diabetes-related research. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.